We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. A couple things before we get going today. First, please take the survey to let me know what you think of the show. It's on the top of the show notes. It should take you a couple of minutes. Second, stay to the end. And I'll give you some actionable insights that I learned from this episode. This is something new I'm trying. That's because of your feedback. Now, on to my guest for today, Nick the Lamb Deus, a sports podcaster on the Blue Wire Network, which you happen to be listening to right now. Nick calls himself the sports dude, the one in his friend group who is in the know about sports and who gets asked a lot about sports betting. In 2014, he actually joined a friend's podcast and has been doing podcasts ever since while also running his family business. Nick attended college, earned an associate's degree in business from Nassau Community College, and intended to finish a four-year degree and actually become a police officer. He juggled classes, podcasting, and working in the family business in Manhattan, traveling back and forth between Long Island, Queens, and Manhattan multiple times a day on only a few hours of sleep. One of his friends pointed out that he spent more time and energy planning his podcast than he actually did on his coursework. He realized podcasting was what he really wanted to do. Then he literally walked out of class and didn't look back. 
a self-described hustler, Nick teaches himself anything he needs to know through YouTube tutorials and spends any time he can when he's not working on the family business, creating and disseminating content through his podcasts and social media. His podcast is called Veterans Minimum. On his podcast, Nick talks about sports and other topics he's curious about, such as his obsession with the Colombian drug cartel. He's also been featured in a documentary about sports betting on Play USA News. Nick and I also talk about the origins of Blue Wire and how we both met Kevin Jones, Blue Wire's CEO. If you want to know the origin story of Blue Wire and some cool stories we have about Kevin, (laughs) then this is the episode to listen to. Now, let's get better together. Nick Dias, welcome to the podcast. Jari, you're the man, first and foremost. (laughs) Thank you, bro. I got to get it out the way. I don't know if anyone's ever started one of these that way, but you have done so much for me and I appreciate you. And I, when you asked in the teams that you wanted to talk to people, I was like, yo, it would be an honor. Uh, I, I like to say that I take pride in things people take for granted. So, you know, you know, some really cool, dope ass athletes and you just hit me up and I'll be like, Hey man, do you want to talk to so-and-so? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I appreciate it. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to not being the person asking the question. <laughs> yes, yes. Because I don't, I don't do many, I don't do many pods. Um, right, I, right. I've been asked many times, and I don't want to come off as like shallow or full of myself. But I, I have a very tight schedule. I do so many things. Like I really do like five, six things that I'm into every day. So when certain people ask me for podcasts, I'll kind of just tell them that I can't, but with you, I was like, yeah, we'll make time. Let's do it. Oh man. That uh, means a lot to me, bro. really does. I mean, we, we met each other through the blue wire network. We're both on blue wire, both love Kevin and the team. They're just rocking it. They're crushing it. Keep on growing like a weed. So it's really cool to see how that's evolved and how your pods evolved veterans minimum, which we'll talk about as well. But before we talk about that, let's uh, let's figure out how you got to do what you're doing today. Like I always like to say, by accident. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If I'm that's, being honest with you, yeah, so that's okay, cool. that's cool. Very. Let's go back to the roots, right? Uh, one of my close friends, childhood friends, is Joe Santagato. He's a very well-known comedian, YouTuber, podcaster as well, and around. 2014 I w- i've always been the sports dude in my friend group yo what do you think about this trade uh, uh who should so and so draft and it was like across the board all teams and I'm, I'm the big betting guy people come to me like yo do you like these picks and i'm like look this is what i think you make your own decision because i don't want you to be like yo you're an idiot you swayed me away like that's the worst right so i've always been the sports dude in my friend group and he launched a a blog and he wanted sports writers. Now, Jari, I'll be honest with you, man. I can't put tweets together. If you want me to put 500 <laughs> word articles, I'm not doing it, bro. Like, listen, I know, I know my strengths. I think I'm a personality on the mic. I love being in front of a camera. 
Jar, if you were to be like, hey, man, join this thing, we'll pay you 100 bucks an article. I'm going to be like, keep it for yourself. I'm not <laughs> doing articles. So I, we started doing that. And, you know, again, it was it was just to get a little bit of exposure, whatnot. And then from there, around 2014 ish, I did my first podcast. He used to do a comedy podcast and I went on and he was just like, dude, you're very comfortable in front of a mic and i was like i i didn't think of it as anything else than just two childhood friends and a stranger who i met a couple times she was a friend of his and it was like just a conversation and then fast forward to 2015 um around june he came up with an idea about doing a sports show because he's very driven and he wants to like get it from everywhere right like that's a piece that i've stolen from him where you know, people often ask me, like, why do you post on all these outlets, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook? I'm like, dude, I'm trying to get exposure from everywhere. Like, I want everybody to see me. Um, so we launched the podcast with a couple other buddies in August of 2015. And again, just, there was just something people just liked the um, my knowledge on sports betting, which I, I like to say, it's probably the one thing that I sound like an egomaniac at when I talk about, because Jari, it's the one thing that I know really, really well. And it's not so much that I'm going to, you know, every pick I'm going to give you is going to be right because it's yeah. impossible, yeah. but it's more so the comprehension, public perception, understanding what things mean. There was just a sports betting documentary that I was just featured in. And I was blown away by how much literally the name of the documentary is how sports betting changed the podcaster's life. I didn't know I was going to be that involved with it. I kind of just like did. And it was funny because I was telling my parents, I was like, damn, I wish I would have got a haircut. Cause I, was pretty, <laughs> I looked, I looked pretty, I looked pretty crusty on it, man. Like I kind of just, you know, I, I thought Love it was it, like man. one or two questions. And <laughs> so, you know, going back to it, right. That, that first year we do really, really well. And it's barely promoted from my buddy, Joe. Cause at the time he had like 400,000 followers and, he wanted it to be organic. And one thing that always resonated with me, man, and this is going to be one of the gems that I'm going to drop early uh, on this, because I know what the background of this show is, is, you know, people can give you a look, but you have to make them stay. And that always resonated with me, man. And it's weird coming from a childhood friend, but it was something like, dude, I could repost your stuff every day, but I can't make people mess with you and like you. That that's a you thing. That's exactly right. Yeah. So about a year after that, I started a wrestling podcast with another buddy of mine who wanted to get into podcasting. And then I also at the same time started a sports betting and daily fantasy podcast. So I was doing about six episodes a week for three and a half years. <laughs> Wow. And, and this is not your full-time job. This, this is, is like not my full-time job, right? right? This is not right. my full-time job. While all this is happening, I'm going to school and I'm working at my family business in the city. And here's the kicker, Jari. I'm waking up at 3 a.m. Yeah. Every single up, day. You're waking up before Jocko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 4.30, bro. I'm at 3 a.m. Dude, 4.30, I'm eating breakfast. I am ready to take on the world at 4.30. Exactly, exactly. So I'm also, I lived at the time in Long Island. We live, we worked in the city. So that's about a 45 minute commute into the city with my father. Uh, after, after work, I end work at around 10.30. I would go to college. Um, I'd have long days. 
uh, Mondays and Thursdays, I'd be on campus until about 8 p.m. I would sleep 45 minutes in my car uh, in between classes because I didn't have enough time for my campus to go home and then to come back because I had those, you know, a noon class, a 3 p.m. class, and then a 7. So it was like one of those weird dynamics. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'd also record Veterans Minimum. So on Thursdays, I would get home, dude, at like midnight, and I would go to bed for about two hours and then go straight to work. And the only reason why, Jari, I was able to do that is because I knew Saturday I wasn't working. So I'm like, you know what? Let me man up and just get through Friday and then I'll be good because I got the weekend. And I was and and, you know, there's Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays was when I was recording the podcast. I would have to commute. So 3 a.m. I go to the city. I come back home at noon, take a nap, hit the gym, go into Queens again. Another 30 minutes record, then come back home to Long Island. So I'm doing this commute three, four times a day, twice a day, man, for about three and a half years. Yeah, you're a better man than me. I mean, I had to commute to college, which was 45 minutes one way, but I had a job down where I went to school. So I never had to kind of go back and forth. I would just go there, and but I would get home late too. Like, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> well, you're young, yeah. man. Like you could like don't need sleep. <laughs> yeah. So so like you know, I uh, I originally went to school in Buffalo State. I was there for about a year and a half, and then from there I transferred to a private school in Long Island, CW Post. And at the time, in between the the fall semester and the spring semester, that like winter break, my parents bought a house in Long Island. So the last three months, uh, so sorry, so three months before like the closing and all the paperwork went done you know my my family never lived the american dream right of buying a house so when they finally did we didn't know like the closing fees and all these things that you know you have to get the house redone and whatever and asbestos inspections and all that so um i had grant and scholarship money at cw post and i lost that because in six months i had four different addresses mailing addresses so it's just some weird funky thing where they kind of said that it was like, uh, I can't even tell you what the right term was, but I lost my grant money. And, you know, that's a private university. So I ended up losing all my credits at CW Post. And I, I only had about like 15 credits from Buffalo State. So then I sat out a year and then I went to a JUCO school and I'm there for about a year and a half. I get an associate's degree. Then I go to Queens College. And while I'm at Queens College, during this entire crazy weekly schedule that I have, I'm doing the podcast and I just fell in love with it right away. And I was, I've always, I've been lucky enough, man, where like, I haven't really gotten any hateful tweets yet or like I haven't besides like, Oh, you're an idiot. You thought the Broncos were going to lose. But I mean, like people really, there's something about it where like people like me and yeah, I was well, getting, you know, you're a likable guy. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that, man. Listen, give me the Venmo. Give me the Venmo later and, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll pay you for those comments. Yeah. Not a problem, man. <laughs> so Dude, like I just fell in love with the podcast. Like I've always been a sports guy, right? And I just felt as if that's all I wanted to do. And I literally had I've been talking about this a lot on my show and I actually put a clip up on my Instagram of uh, a girl I used to go to junior high school and high school with. We reconnected in college. We were taking a Greek class together. So everybody calls me lamb. And that's because I'm Greek. So when I was younger for Greek Easter, we eat the lamb on the spit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I took a picture next to a lamb one time, and then two of my buddies, Josh and Ralph, just like started calling me lamb. And it's literally just <laughs> caught fire. Like my parents call me lamb, my grandma. It's just so uh at the time, right? I'm 
I'm in college. I'm doing all these things. And I was going to become a Nassau County police officer, too, which they're like the a top four or five law enforcement in the whole country. I take the exam and whatnot. So I'm waiting on that. And uh, my friend Kathy, who's the girl that I'm referencing, we're eating lunch one time before the Greek class. And I speak Greek really well and fluent and I could read it. And so I was in a like a Greek foreign language one on one class, but I was just breezing through it because it was I did 12 years of after school Greek. So. Kathy just one day goes, dude, can I ask you something? I was like, yeah, she's like, all you do is talk about your show. She's like, you're you have a binder for your show and there's all these notes and these like segment ideas you have and all these things. And you have like a folder with three pieces of loose leaf for your classes. She's like, you should just do that, dude. Just go all in on that. And Jari, on everything, man, like I'm in that class later that day and I kind of just fold my shit up. I pack up and I walk out the class and my Greek teacher goes, uh, Nico, which is like how you say Nick in Greek. She's like, Nico, where are you going? I was like, I'm out. She's like, what do you mean? Like to the bathroom? Or like, where are you going? That's very rude. You just get up. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm not coming back. I'm going to the dean's office because there was like a deadline. You had like uh, there's like that you know, middle of the semester where you could withdraw and like you're not entitled to pay for the courses or whatever. I was like, yeah, I'm out. I don't even know why I'm here, man. I'm 25 years old. I'm kind of lost. I'm kind of going through the motions like I'm just out. And everyone's looking at me in the class. And then Kathy texts me and goes, dude, everyone thinks that you hit the lotto. <laughs> yeah, she wrote that to me on Facebook. That's she's like, awesome. she's like, first of all, I can't believe that our conversation two hours before inspired you to do that. <laughs> and everyone thinks that you hit the lottery. And dude, if you don't believe me, I'll send you a screenshot. Well, of no, no. Well, message. so I mean, you did hit the lottery, honestly, because the second you figure out what you should be doing, everything else is secondary. And if you have the confidence and the chutzpah to be like, dude, this isn't for me, even though everyone's like, go to college, go to college, go to college. And you're like, no, I'm going to pursue what I want to do. That's the biggest gift anyone can give you. So thanks to her, honestly, like took me a long time to realize that about like the career choices I made. I mean, I had languished in corporate, ugh, corporate stuff for too long, <laughs> you know, and it, it's really cool. That's a great, origin story <laughs> and I, I love i really i really love that you said that because i never really thought about it because you know when i was reading um i was going to find it because it was a, a buddy of mine's birthday two days ago and i was going through old facebook messages and i stumbled on that one from my friend kathy and then i actually messaged her and i said dude watch this clip on instagram and it's me telling you this story and she was like Oh my God, I'm crying right now. I can't believe that that really changed kind of the trajectory of my life, man. Because, yeah, seminal moment, man. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Good, and good, you know, way to and, go, Kathy. <laughs> right, right. Also, my mom's name, too, which is like, oh, really even better, right? Like, yeah, yeah. thanks to both Kathy's. <laughs> yeah, thanks to both Kathy's. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, like, it got, it got to a point where that's, that's all I wanted to do. And then I kind of was like, I went all in, but in a weird way, Jari, to be honest with you, I was, not completely. I was like 75, 25 because I was sold on this perception of job security and, you know, benefits and insurance and all that. Because look, my, my dad is, he's an immigrant from Greece, came over here in 1986, um, met my mom in 88. Uh, and, you know, um, 
uh, I talked about this recently on a podcast too. knocked her up at 89. She got an abortion. Right. And my dad says, you know, I didn't know at the time that this is the woman I'm going to be with for 33 years now. Yeah. And 91 on board. And then in 93, my mom has a miscarriage eight months into the the pregnancy. And, you know, she's I'm an only child. And my dad says the biggest regret of my life is the first the first kid with the abortion. And then my mom says that I was I was given a lesson. You know, like. Yeah. The abortion led to the miscarriage later on. And, um, you know, my dad is off the boat Greek. He, the moment you meet my pops, you could tell he's not American, right? Like mm-hmm. you just tell the accent. And I learned what it meant to be a hustler, man. Like we're, when you're self-employed, if you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. No, I'm with like you. literally, you know, <laughs> we can't, we yeah. can't hypothetically, I could take off work tomorrow if I wanted to, and yeah. I could not show up all the next week. You know who's not going to get paid? Yeah. Me. So (laughs) it's one of those things where like I've never been on a family vacation with my parents. And it's like something that I want to do one day. But it's just like this idea of, you know, you got to work, man. Nothing bad happens when you work hard. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Wow. I mean, that's so profound. I mean, I think that's a lot of things that uh, a lot of times younger folk that want to get into entrepreneurship, own their own business, do their own side hustle. They kind of don't understand that as much, although it rapidly gets drilled into your head like a brick across the face. You know, it's like, oh, wow, I guess if I don't do anything, I don't get anything. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, the, the story about your your mom and the miscarriage as well as the abortion. I mean, that's that's how we found out Jane, my late wife, had leukemia because she had a bunch of miscarriages and you know, we were trying to have family and, and do all that sort of stuff. And then life changed, you know? And so it's those moments of change and that literally move your life in a different trajectory. Like Kathy saying, what are you doing here? Well, you probably already knew that, right? You just yeah. needed sort of the courage and or the, yeah, what the heck am I doing here? <laughs> it's great. It's really cool. So you, so you got the podcast, Veterans Minimum. And then you've got the family business, which is what well, it's a food cart, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's a food cart, breakfast, coffees, uh, bacon, egg and cheeses, donuts, the whole nine. My dad's been on 49th and Park Avenue for about 27 years. We're coming up on, uh, I believe, uh, I think it's either June or July. It's going to be 28 years. So that's he's like a staple over there. Like mm-hmm. there's a running joke among some a lot of our customers. He's the mayor of 49th Street in Park Avenue. <laughs> Everybody just knows Tony. Right? That's like, great. Oh, and on... his name's Tony. Oh, yeah, he's not yeah. even Italian. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. almost would have been perfect. Almost <laughs> would have been perfect. <laughs> it's like, dude, if you wanna you wanna bring Giuliani, you wanna bring any of these guys, you want the smoke on 49th and Park, you're gonna lose if it's something yeah. else for Bob's. Oh yeah, but, uh, exactly for sure. Yeah, man. So I've been doing that. And, you know, it's, Jari, I, I hate doing it to this day. I hate doing it. I hate waking up at three o'clock. Man, we were talking about before we started recording uh, my alarm clocks literally on my phone. It's 310 and 310, 3 a.m., 310 a.m., 310 p.m. Right. And um, I sleep one day a week. Friday into Saturday is the one day where, like, I pop a melatonin or two. And I am out like a baby for 10 to 12 hours. There's no alarm clock, nothing. I can't do that Saturday into Sunday 
because then I can't go to bed Monday night, like Sunday night into Monday. Yeah. So I've learned to accept and understand that the reason why I'm able to do veterans minimum and all this other content and working with, you know, I used to do content for chat sports or a digital media company on YouTube. And I've done a lot of other projects is because of my family business. Mm -hmm. So I've stolen it from my buddy Mustafa. I call it the dream supply Mm. because Mm. it gives me the funds. It gives me no boss or overhead. Like it's my dad. And I've been running the cart since I left college. Um, like don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I, I did like six years of college. I just don't have a bachelor's degree. Like I've done it. You know what I mean? Like I just don't have that piece of paper. Well, I mean, you got enough education, enough experience that most yeah. college kids yes. don't even have. Right. Yeah. So I've been, I've been doing like, I've just been running the whole business and the inventory and, you know, the, the expenses and cutting costs and all that. So that, that allows me, man, to have this luxury of, being able to still and for as bad as work has gotten in the city because there's no one around in new york city i'm in midtown it still gives me this opportunity to really do what i i it's the only thing i really like doing wow yeah wow i mean yeah i mean you're good at it too and i think that's one of the other things right like the craft of of doing this i mean you know you're one of the inspirations for why i do my pod and no way yeah well i mean you and like there's kevin and peter and there's all these guys on the blue wire network that are just you know even um scott over at uh bronx print stripes right? yeah like dude the guy is like rocking it you know I, and and it's funny because when i got involved with kevin and you know was sort of his mentor through some of this stuff and helped him with some things and when i said hey man i'd love to just do a pod he's like well you're, you're not a you're not a sports podcast i go i know just just I'll be fine. <laughs> you know, like I'll, I'll be, it'll be cool. I just want to try it. Right. And that was a year ago. Um, but you know, part of the reason why I wanted to do it and part of the, like the encouragement that I got and the reason why the blue wire network's just so awesome and just like such a good group of people and Kevin and the team are really like very focused on talent and talent, getting, making talent better and acquisition of talent. Just, you know, that, I mean, part of the reason why, I like being here, even though I'm not a sports podcaster, is because the energy is so good. Um, a lot of so that's, you know, it, if if you don't mind, I want to chime in on that because yeah. I I had a really um, interesting interaction with Kevin. How he found me, he mm. DM'd me on Twitter. Oh, sorry, on Instagram, <laughs> mm-hmm. and was like, "Hey, man, I love your show. Do you monetize your podcast? This and that." And at the time, I had a social media guy. I still mm-hmm. do, but it was it was a different one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he read the DM and like he didn't tell me about it. So then, wow, yeah, Uh-oh. yeah, but it was like <laughs> so that's not why he got let go. He got like he, he, he didn't he didn't get let go. He got he actually so like one thing that I do, Jari, is I have a team around me, right? Like I have right. two editors. I got a social media guy, this and that, and I don't pay nobody. Yeah. I sell them on this, like, yo, look, there's this following, right? There's X amount of listeners, downloads. There's a network. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a social media following. Like, there's there's some juice here, right? So use this, use me to build your resume. I'm a credible, I'm a legitimate company. Like, I file taxes on the company and, and all that shit. Like, yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. here, right? So I treat it like interns. So he ended up getting a a, a job with uh, CBS Sports. Oh, cool. Through like me, through like working with me, yeah. but he he read it 
And uh, then Kevin was like, hey, is there a number that I could reach like a couple days later? And then that's when I saw it. And I was like, yo, Mike, what the? Because, <laughs> dude, Jari at the time, right? Like, it, it, it's so crazy how things happen, man. Because yeah, I, yeah, I know September 2019, the other four guys that I used to do the show with were like, yo, we don't want to do the show no more because life just got in the way. One got a promotion, one wants to have a kid. He got married. The other one was checked out since like 2017. And I have a big, like, yo, there's the door, man. <laughs> I only because, only because. And what I mean by that is I never everything that I do, and this is very important, everything that I do is because I want to do it. Yeah. 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 And it sounds 100%. so simple, but it's like, you know, I don't I don't go to certain family events because I know those family members don't really like me. So I'm not gonna go to their birthday because it's their birthday. Like everybody I pride myself on everybody knows where they're at with me at all times. That's why yeah. when you ask me, like, Hey man, you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, whatever you want, you know, like, so Uh, means a lot to me. So Kevin, Kevin reached out and then I spoke to Kevin on the phone at the time. Blue wire had maybe 60 to 80 podcasts. Oh, wow. That was pretty big. I, I I hooked up with him when he had like three, (laughs) Oh, but I wasn't doing a pod. It was funny. He wanted to be part of this thing called founders network. No one knew him. And the CEO of Founders Network's like, hey, could you talk to this guy, Kevin Jones? He, I know you like podcasts. He's doing some podcast network. Can you see if this guy is any good or like we want to be part of our, you know, our, our crew? And I'm all, oh, man, like, why do you give me all the like, see if this guy is cool? Let's fine, whatever. So we had a conversation and he ended up getting into Founders Network. And then fast forward a couple months, I, I was linked into him and he's like, hey, man, I got, I think he got a couple more pods or something, like some thing that was really exciting for him. And I'm like, oh, on LinkedIn, great, great way to go, bro. Like, this is so cool, man. I'm real happy for you. And he's like, hey, man, let's, let's, let's meet. Let's meet. <laughs> and then, um, then what happened was I started, we started talking and I started advising him about like, oh, do this, do that. And uh, knew some guys at 500 Startups, this guy, Clayton, uh, because I was, I, was, I was at, my company was at 500 Startups before and I just sort of kept in touch. And I said, hey, Clayton, are you looking for some podcast companies? He's like, yeah, we're, it's a bit hot space. We don't know any of them. And I go, well, I got a guy for you. So I introduced him to Kevin. And long story short, Kevin busted his butt and worked really hard. And I'm so proud of him for what he's accomplished, man. He just, he is so trainable and just like on it. He got into 500 startups. That was his first investment. So it's really cool. And look at where it's now. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, it's, it's funny. You mentioned all that stuff because that was the vibe that I got off him. And he felt the same way when we talked because my biggest concern, Jari, and I've, I've had a lot of opportunities with companies like big, big companies too. And, um, I've heard no a bunch of times. That's all part of the process. Yeah. Um, but I've heard people that have wanted m- my show and myself, but I told Kevin from the beginning, I'm like, look, I'm not going to say anything outrageous and I'm going to be on CNN having to apologize for it. Right. Like, you don't got to worry about that. But I was like, I don't want you to tell me how to do my show. And what I mean by that is I love having my friends on and we just crack open some IPAs and the conversations just go everywhere. Like I call it controlled chaos when I have my friends on because there is structure. There is some talking points. Right. But, you know, I just recorded a podcast for three hours. 
it was really three and a half hours, but Simplecast doesn't allow a podcast after three hours. <laughs> so that says, got cut Done. out. <laughs> yeah, that just got cut out at like 2.58, right? So I'm going to tell Love the it. team that, like, I don't know if anyone intends to, because I literally just press record and, you yeah. know, I have cameras that are set up. I use an iPhone. My actual iPhone is the one camera that's always, like, focused on me. And then I have a little Canon camera. So every 30, 25 to 30 minutes, I have a timer. I stop the podcast and I just start and stop the cameras because the Canon camera doesn't go over 30 minutes. Mm. So that's the only time that there's a stoppage. But it's dope because in the event I lose track of where the conversation is, bang, it's a perfect segue. I yeah. can place ads. I do. I call a thing where I do cheap plugs where like I'll just be <laughs> like, all right, here's an ad break. And it's not really an ad break. It's just be like, yeah, I'm selling these new crew necks. Hit me up if you want one. <laughs> So like I'll do things like that. So I've I've sort of mastered the transition thing by accident just by like doing this thing with the cameras. And I told Kevin, I was like, look, man, um, I I don't know what Blue Wire is, but I was like, I'm on board if I just want to control the IP. I want to hold on to the IP and I don't want you to tell me how to do the shows. He's like, yeah, that's the whole plan. What I want to do is I want to let content creators keep their thing. We'll just be one big family. Well, Blue Wire is the tree and everyone's a branch of, uh, of the organization and it'll be tremendous networking. And, you know, at the time, Jari, when the whole split happened with the show, I'm not going to lie to you, man, like about, I'd say like 30 percent of the audience disappeared, which I expected. Wow. Wow. I expected, though, because people were fans of certain people like yeah, I yeah, was going yeah. I was going through some stuff in 2018, man, where I wasn't on the show a lot. And people would constantly hit me up like, hey, man, what happened? Is everything all right? We missed you on the show. So like everyone had, you know, and it wasn't until it happened to one of my favorite podcasts that I realized it. there used to be a podcast. I was a four person team. And then one of the guys left. I don't listen to it. And I'm a fan of the other guys, too. Yeah. Like yeah. they're a comedy. They're a comedy sports podcast. Yeah. And I love the one comedian. But my main guy isn't on there. And I was like, oh, wow. Now like. I yeah. get why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's the dynamic too. I mean, it's a whole thing, right? It's, and who knows the alchemy of it all. And I think that's what, I mean, that's the thing that Kevin realized early on and realizes to this day. And it's the reason why he's going to crush it. And the whole team's going to crush it because he understands talent. There's nobody better at understanding podcast sports, podcasting talent, just no one, like just full stop, no corporate, no, any, none, no, no amount of money can can do or buy what he knows in his head and the well, vision you know that he the, has. The, i don't i don't you, you probably know the answer to this i don't know how old kevin is but i know he's not 68 <laughs> he's, he's not in like his, a, i think he's in his early 30s he doesn't yeah, look like, at, he doesn't look it though but no but i'm saying like he's not he's not a, a dude who you know like i met with some networks and they still didn't know what podcasting was like podcasting i still think is in its infancy so oh Kevin for sure is, oh no um, he's he's a he's a he's a visionary i'm honestly right. and, and the people that he has around him and all the good folks that are coming on board i mean i don't even know it, hardly any of them anymore because when when literally when when he started it was like a couple of us and and since he was in san francisco at the accelerator i'd go down and hang out and we'd talk about stuff and you know like that's, that's, that's what I do. Like I mentor young entrepreneurs and then when they're ready to go, they go. And then I'm like, all right, <laughs> let me know when you reach the top. Like, cause I can't help them anymore. I mean, I can, but my, it's not my job. My job is I believe my, my whole thing is when I find talent that I believe in, I'm the first one to believe. And everyone will be like, well, this, I get, no, no, no. Your idea is solid and sound. We just got to figure out how to build it. 
And then once you get launched off, I mean, look at him. He's at, they got the wind deal. I mean, just, it's amazing what's happening. Mm-hmm. And what does he really have on the, at the root of it? It's we focus on the talent, the talent and the content and everything else is going to sort itself out. That's the reason why, like, why the heck would he give me a podcast on the blue wire network? That's about entrepreneurship. Well, who knows? Maybe one day it'll expand to that. I doubt it because he's really good at sports, but that's the, that's the mind thinking, create great content and the rest will follow. And it's look, look at what happens. That That's the beauty of it. And no, I'm so I, glad I, that you signed on the dotted line, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad I did too, you know, because it was, it was very validating that this stuff works and that I could, I could be successful without the rest of the guys, right? Like there's no, there's no animosity with them. Like we were no. all watching the last UFC pay-per-view together, you yeah. know, like the, we're, we're childhood friends. It's just that like, you know, I learned also that sometimes it's not the best idea to go in business with your friends too. Yeah, exactly. And that's only because it's all, it's a matter of time where business and personal is going to blend. Right. And yeah. dude, I wouldn't have wanted to be my friend in 2018. I went yeah. through some shit, man. And I'm sorry if, uh, you know, you're not allowed to curse, but like, no, I, I went through, I went through a lot of things. I was going to be a cop and, and like, I didn't want to be a cop because they told me that I couldn't do the podcast anymore at braces at 27 years old. That was awkward as hell trying to go out. And I felt super insecure, but it was something where I knew that one day I'm going to be in front of a camera and I wanted to like be more comfortable. Yeah. So now there's not a camera where I'm like not a hundred percent myself. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And you right. know, I, uh, my dad got a little sick too. Well, it wasn't anything too crazy, but like, you know, he smokes a lot and mm. it was just like, he got like really heavy. So I was concerned there. And then, you know, the guys actually wanted to get rid of me off the show because I was such a burden. And mm. like, I was like, man, whatever, you know, like whatever we'll do. Cause I was the one that was kind of, and I still, to this day, I have a binder full of segment ideas and talking points and like game show ideas that I have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, we even, we even met with this company one time and they wanted to do a game show. And my buddy Joe was like, yo, you didn't pitch any of your ideas. I'm like, yo, I have a feeling the vibe that I'm getting from them, that if I give them these ideas and they don't want us to do them, they're going to use it for someone else. I was like, these are, these are dope. Like, I just know <laughs> that they're going to work. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm pulling myself. I don't know, but I'm well, like, yo, these are, these are well, awesome. Well, you know that. So I'm glad you brought that up because there are, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are really concerned about giving away their ideas or talking about their ideas. And to a certain degree, okay, yeah, people may steal them. But what the one thing about being an entrepreneur is it's all about execution, right? The ideas are worthless until they're executed. And for especially tech entrepreneurs and just building a business, it's so hard that you know you could go to the top of a mountain and scream what you're doing. And, and chances are no one, one, no one will probably be able to steal it. And two, no one's going to execute it like you can execute it. So you're probably a little right, but it would probably not be what your vision was for it. Um, but yeah, I, I, when it comes to ideas like that, where they, where people can execute them really quick. Yeah. You got to be a little careful because it's like, Oh, ah, I remember, huh, I could have, huh, that looks really familiar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So dude, I was just, I was just going through a lot. Right. And in 2018, there was a big construction project at our corner on 49th and park and our business got moved closer to Madison Avenue. So for those that aren't familiar with New York City and are listening to this, it's Park Avenue, then it's Madison Avenue, and then it's Fifth Avenue. And <clears throat> these are long city blocks, right? Like Avenue to Avenue is long. The street blocks are not that. It's 
two, it's like two and a half street blocks is one avenue block in, in right. Manhattan, especially in Midtown. Right. So we got moved and Jari about like three fourths of our business went down because that foot traffic going to park, people didn't see us. So just, just to paint the picture, man, imagine you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year. And then for all of 2021, you make $30,000. Yeah. Your life is going to change and get altered, man. And it just mm -hmm. got to a point where like, you know, it's, it's easy to say it now because I, um, I'm at a different place and like I'm doing a lot better and, and, and things are happening and there's some things behind the scenes that are happening. But like, dude, I had to go to a loan shark to get money to just survive <laughs> to help my family. That's like a very New York thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just it's it's what we had to do. My my mom was just like, yeah, we don't have we don't have money to like get by. Like we not gonna be able to pay the house and all that because of the that's why I, I painted the picture of the hundred thousand dollars a year. And you've become accustomed to this life and you can control everything and you can have your fun too, right? You're not just paying, you're not just working to pay the bills. Right. And then from there, it's just like cut in half, you know, yeah. like not even a half. I wish it was half. So like I thrive in chaos and I, I like, I've learned everything that I've done, dude, off YouTube. <laughs> um, that's cool well editing, youtube's a great a great yeah, service yeah the, the the editing the audio uh why is there a humming noise i can reduce it like if there's anything you don't know how to do another gem coming ready for the jar <laughs> another gem. anything another if gem. There's, if there's anything you want to learn and you don't know how to do it take 30 minutes and watch a tutorial on youtube how to anything you'll find it yeah and there'll true. be some random like random Indonesian kid with like 400,000 subscribers and he'll be the best professor you've ever had. And they'll <laughs> teach you like, how do you look, there's a green screen behind me. I didn't know how to use one. Yeah. How to use a green screen. <laughs> and then like, that's how, so I thrive in chaos. I'm a hustler at nature, right? I I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And right. you know, if you ask me to learn how to, to do like now I'm teaching myself how to create custom lower thirds, like lower thirds are, if you're ever watching like uh, you're watching a video and like someone's social media handle will pop up. Those are mm -hmm. called lower thirds. And I'm learning how to make my own where I can have the, the VM logo in it. And like that's like this new project because I have all this extra time where I kind of I'm kind of like developing my own college courses on my own where it's like, all right, these next three months, I'm going to learn how to master how to do lower thirds. Because now when I edit video, when my friends watch me, I could do it with one hand and I could do it like so quickly i can er edit three hours of a video of a podcast in about like 45 minutes wow like it's just so quick for me now just because wow. you know it's it's really and honestly man with the program i use final cut it's three buttons that i press and when i see the spikes in the audio all right jari's talking now all right jari stop cut close bang and it's just like yeah it's yeah. just tedious right it's tedious, <laughs> yeah it's, yeah no it's true yeah. i mean it's 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 interesting how you know, when you have to hustle and you have to figure out how to make it work, um, that is the difference, I think, between entrepreneurs that make it and those that don't, because there's always going to be a crisis. There's always going to be a zig and a zag. Um, and, and the other thing is having the discipline to kind of go through a process, quote unquote, and, and trusting the process. That's another thing that is fascinating because, you know, I've talked to entrepreneurs that have been like, you know what, Jari, we ran out of money four times and it was only through like zigging and zagging and working side hustles that we, you know, got to keep the company. And 
we had to really, are we really, do we really want to do it? Like, are we really in it? You know? And even though, you know, your, your, your partners on your, on your podcast went away and, you know, no hard feelings. And that's great advice about, you know, being cautious about doing business with friends, you know, when you're in a different life point or you feel a little stressor, then you really kind of focus on what you want to do. And that's where I think the beauty and the majesty is like really working on the craft, like a blue collar craft kind of work, not highfalutin, you know, ivory tower type, just talk. But I mean, like putting in the hardcore blue collar work, which unfortunately a lot of people like, you know, look down on. And I don't know why, because that's the reason why I am where I am today. Cause my dad and my family and their ethic, their work ethic was just like, we do, this is what we do. Like, you know, my dad would probably never loan me any money, but if I wanted to like build a house for a year on the weekends, he'd be like, I'm in, that's what we do. Bolanders, we work, <laughs> you know, and it like, well, we could pay someone. No, no, we, we, we'll, we'll be there. So yeah. It's yeah, you know, cool, I want to I want to ask you this, man, about like entrepreneurs, because I I've been telling people this and I'm sure this is it, this might be terrible business advice and entrepreneur advice. But you mentioned something in passing about other entrepreneurs you talk to and they say that, you know, we're we're, we're not operating in the green. Right. Or we're not making any money. We're at a negative. It's like, dude, I didn't make a dollar until four years into this thing. And now all the money that I make is dumped into here and mm -hmm. what i'm pointing at is my studio right mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. i don't know this, and this is what i want to ask you i've been saying that i think this is terrible business advice but i don't do things with the idea of how i'm going to make money on it i do it because hey i it brings me a lot of joy and happiness i genuinely enjoy it I'm a naturally curious person. That's how I've cultivated my show where mm -hmm. I've had the guys that took down Pablo Escobar, like the Narcos guys that the show Narcos is based on. And the reason why I had him on is because if you know me and you know my story, you know, I'm obsessed with the cartel Escobar like era, right? No one's Colombian in my family. I have a lot of Colombian friends being in Astoria, Queens. It's a very big Colombian town. But like, it's just like one of those weird obsessions that I have with it, right? I've never done any drugs of any kind. My friends are surprised. Like when I was going to be a cop, Jari, I volunteered to do the drug tests. And the officers are like, no one's ever done that. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I like to drink, right? Like, I like, I like, I like to drink. That's about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Everything, every guest that I have on my show, it's authentic to me. There's a connection of some kind. It's mm -hmm. an interest of mine. So I have like a, I call it a sports and conversation show, right? Mm -hmm. So like going back to, to what I want to ask you and definitely want to get your input on this is I don't do things with the idea of, all right, if I do this, I'm going to make X amount of money. I do things because I love doing it and I care about doing it. And again, the thriving and chaos over time, I'm going to figure out the way to be in the green and to make the money. It's a really, uh, it's a very good attitude to have as an entrepreneur, actually. Um, that's the internal mindset that no one can take from you because uh, fame, fortune, and prestige are always fleeting. They're those external trappings of success, right? Um, and a lot of times people get in the game and they think they're going to be a millionaire and it's like, or make any money. And you're like, you know what? The probability of success in the entrepreneur game is low. 
Most of us don't make it to unicorn. Most of us don't even make a big exit. We do it because we love the journey. We're curious and we want to build an independent life that completes us. And a lot of us have done stuff for free for many years just because we believe and we really just enjoy the process. And so, yeah, no, that's actually, so there's a, there's a balance here, right? Like you got to feed yourself and your family. Okay. So there's a baseline of existence. That's not that much money, honestly, if you really think about it, if you can cover that and you're like, look, I really enjoy creating content. I really enjoy this kind of business thing. I want to build my own, whatever it is, right. I want to have a side hustle, you know, whatever, um, that if the joy of doing that is what like keeps you coming back more and more, then that's the biggest gift anyone could be given. Because if you're driven by money, money will drive you into the ground. And I know this from firsthand experience. (laughs) So it's not, I'm not like, this is not hyperbole, right? I've made a lot of money and lost a lot of money because I was focused on the wrong things. And the pure joy of your craft and your art and what you're good at, you know, there's a difference between it's a hobby and, you know, I don't think you should ever get paid for your hobbies. Then it kind of loses it the fun. But if you're like, Hey, I have a day job. I don't like it, but it, it makes it so I can do the thing I love and passionate about. And eventually I want to make money at this. Okay. That's a good attitude to have. And, but if you keep, if, if you pursue it just for the pure money aspect of it, a couple of things may happen. And probably one of these two things will happen. One you will attain what you want to attain and you'll get all this money and you'll be absolutely miserable. Absolutely. I can almost guarantee it. All the people that I know that are super rich deep down are kind of like, God, I'm so lonely, man. Really? You know, I really don't have, I mean, even the players that I know, and I know a lot of players, Yeah, like they've got this great lifestyle, but ultimately like they're at a different level and they're great people and they, but they don't have like, they don't have the freedom we have. Like they literally don't have any freedom. This is the same with lots of people. So you're either going to like obtain that and now you're, you're locked into the rat race of maintaining more and more and more and more, or you're going to pursue it. You're going to fail. You're going to get frustrated and you're going to doubt yourself. And then you're going to swing back to some corporate gig where you've got insurance and medical and all that sort of stuff. Right. And really Again, you don't want to be like, oh, I'm just going to do my thing and like live in poverty. I'm not saying that, but the, but the doing it for the love and the pure love of it and the process and the journey, because if you follow the process and you have got a good process and you're like solving the problems or whatever, the results will come because the results are actually somewhat random. This is a lot of people don't know this entrepreneur results, big companies, these companies, they have a lot of luck involved, like a lot of luck. They were at the right place at the right time and a lot of luck. So the more shots you have to use the sports analogy, more shots on goal, the more luck you're going to get. So if you continue to like do the process and you believe in yourself and the process, eventually you're going to get lucky and something will hit. So Man, I think it's good know, advice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And I'm definitely going to probably screen record your uh sort of ted talk there in those last three, four <laughs> minutes because i i took a lot out of that you know one thing man that has really helped me with the podcast and i really push you know there's a guest that is coming in and he's a, he's a very big guest and i'm going to get covid tested just to assure him that yeah. yo 
you know, and I'm taking off work. And I was like, hey, can we record it on a Saturday so I could get tested on Friday? I don't miss any work. You'll have sorry, get tested on Thursday. I'll take off Friday. You'll get the result. And I'll just quarantine in my apartment so that you know that there's yeah. not going to be any funky business. Like I've learned to become a better listener with the podcast. I've learned how to become a better person, weirdly enough, with the podcast, because now when I hang out with friends or with family or, um, you know, I went out to dinner with a girl one time and she said, no one's ever picked up on as many things in my conversations as you have. I was like, this is sort of my job. Like (laughs) when you're, when you're talking, when you're talking, like I'm all eyes and ears on the person that's talking, man. Like you have a thousand percent of my attention in that conversation. Right. So it's made me a way, way better person in my, my day to day thing. And, you know, um, have you noticed, I want to ask you this too, because you said about how like a lot of people become successful and they become rich or athletes or whatever, who, all the people that you know, and then they're miserable, man, maybe because I'm very low key. Like, I think if I was to become successful, like for me, dude, honestly, I don't want to wake up at 3am anymore. Like I'm tired. No, of well, th- there's so, different levels of it. Yeah. Right? So I just want to not do that nine to five thing anymore. And if I could just create full time, like that, there's not going to be anyone happier than me when it comes yeah. to that. And I could be able yeah. to have some sort of influence and to have some sort of you know, cachet with an audience. I think that's dope as hell. So this idea that people get everything they want and then they're miserable, maybe because I don't have everything I want, I'm coming from a different place, but man, Jar, I can't tell you how much I, and I don't like using hate, but I hate that mindset of like, I have everything I want. I paid for my parents' house. Uh, uh, my kids are going to be like, my kids are not going to have to worry about anything financially moving on. And maybe because, you know, my parents struggled to pay rent and like, dude, I haven't gotten a Christmas gift in four years because my mom is just like, yo, we don't got money. And and like, yeah, I get it. I just turned 30. Right. I get it. I shouldn't <laughs> be asking for Christmas gifts, but I'm the only child. I want to be. Of course. Large. Everyone wants a Christmas but present. It, it's, sure. it's just. Yeah. But it's just like, yo, I, I understand. And I know how hard just, you know, my dad told me one time, he's like, man, if I could just make five hundred dollars more a month our life would be so much easier. I was just like, damn, dude, that's like, what does that come out to? Like $10 a day, maybe like $13 a day. Like you just, it, it's perspective. And maybe it's because I'm coming from a place where I haven't hit those landmarks that I want. But do you think people's lives change when they make money in the sense of like, well, now I want the Porsche, which is my yeah. dream car, by the way. Yeah, right? well, um, it, it, it's never enough. It's never good enough. It's never good enough. And that's a and, that's and, a saying that my friends and I have when we play Call of Duty and I go like 18 and 15 and someone goes 30 <laughs> and 12. It's like, yo, I did better than you. It's like, yeah, I had a good game. It's never good enough. Right? Yeah, like, it's, it's never good go. enough. And and yeah. I think that's what the rat race about wealth is. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure I would love nothing more than to be wildly successful and have more money. But with more money becomes more responsibility to preserve that either lifestyle or still get on the rat race. Cause you're always going to want, if you only care about money, you're always going to want more money. And again, people will bash me on this all the time. And I, okay, whatever, like, fine. Your, you, your perspective may be a little different, but when you get down to the core of it, if you're rich, wealthy and famous and all that sort of thing, you don't have any freedom. No amount of money 
can buy your freedom to do what you want to do. You can see that in all of these famous people that like, you know, Chappelle goes to Africa. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I'm out. Well, he, 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 he lost his freedom. And so it depends on what you, what, what's, what's important to you, right? As an entrepreneur and as a human, my most important thing is my time. I, I can't print any more time and my freedom to do what I want to do. As you gain more responsibility and wealth or whatever, I mean, look at Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart had a great interview on Rogan. And he's like, he's like, I really admire Dave Chappelle. And, and, and Rogan's like, well, what do you mean, man? Like, you're like, you're famous. He's like, yeah, I'm a machine. I'm a business. I have to show up or hundreds of people don't eat. Mm. Like, I got to worry about what I say or I'm going to get canceled. Like, Chappelle doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> living yeah, on yeah. a ranch in Ohio or farm in Ohio doesn't care. Yeah. And so it's like, what do you really want? And, and like, look, don't get me wrong. Like you want to survive and you want to be comfortable and you want to provide for your family. Like, I'm not saying that kind of wealth. I'm saying above that, what do you really want? What really matters to you that once you figure that out and you're on your path and you you're quote unquote comfortable, it's the best thing in the world. Honestly, I just can't, it's, it's nothing better than having that comfort of I'm on my path. I have enough. I'm doing what I want to do. The people I love are safe and healthy and just, you know, I can now actualize to my full potential. So, man, I have a, I have a really quick, super dope story about the freedom, uh, the freedom comment you made, because so I, I know, um, Ronda Rousey's videographer. Mm. And uh, I was able to meet her a couple of years ago. And so I'm a big wrestling fan. So SummerSlam mm-hmm. was in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and um, I was able to go and we, we went out to dinner one night and I took them like to a bunch of bars in New York City that were very low key. Like, trust me, we'll go to these bars. No one's going to care that you're here. Like, it's, yeah. it, trust yeah. me. Right. So we're hanging out and uh, they, they had a pizza delivery and they couldn't go out to go get the pizza. Now, Jari, I'm I'm in the hotel suite and it's literally all my heroes. Just like all these like wrestlers, yeah. right? And they couldn't go to get the food. So I was like, yo, I'll go get it for you guys. Yeah. And like I just walked out and they were in the lobby, but it's it's there's hundreds. Honestly, if I was to say thousands of people outside the hotel just gather for pictures and autographs, yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't put it past it. So I just went out. No one bothered me, obviously. Yeah. Right. And I go, I get the pizza, I come back. And one of the wrestlers goes, dude, you can't put a price on that. I was like, yeah. what? He's like, you just walked out there and no one bothered you he's like we can't do that they're like she can't do that and they point to to, to ronda rousey and it's like wow interesting yeah, yeah. Interesting. i mean again and they they made that choice right I, i'm not saying it's it's whoever's choice but honestly i would just love to have enough and do whatever i want and be like you know semi-famous in this in a little bit of a group but not like i don't want to be you know accosted on the street like i mean i I feel sorry for some of these people because they seem like really great people and they're just like god i can't like you can't have the freedom like what you i can't go get a pizza (laughs) i went to i went to we went to we went to boston for a ufc event and i saw someone wearing my show hat i stopped them yeah i was like bro i was like yo are you kidding i was like this is so cool i was like i've never seen anyone wear my like my merch i was like yo that's so sick man like i kind of fanboyed for me it was weird exactly well yo nick uh appreciate the time man this is just flown by i gotta 
just, I just, it's just awesome. So appreciate your time, man. Keep on doing the great content and, uh, yeah, man, stay safe. And I hope, uh, hope New York city opens up and you know, the family business gets on the rise, man. Man, I appreciate it. And we didn't even touch on jujitsu, which I know, me, but we'll uh, save it for a different time. Hey, man, have me on your show. We'll talk yeah, about jujitsu yeah, yeah, all day, yeah. bro. That's, actually, that's, a good, that's a good plan. I love we it. Can, I love we it. Can continue the conversation there. So stay yeah. safe, bro. Thanks, man. Dude, thank you. Thank you for having me on. It, it was a true honor. And I really, really love this conversation. And, you know, just fun fact, I don't really listen to a lot of my stuff. Um, just cause it's, it's awkward hearing yourself. I mean, personally, so, um, I'm definitely going to listen to this because I think it was a, a great conversation. So thanks again, Jory. Yeah. Anytime, man. Thanks again, Nick, for being on the podcast. Can you see why I like to talk to him? <laughs> He's actually a really great guy. Lo- love that guy to death. So here as promised are some actionable insights that I learned from Nick as we discussed on the podcast episode, play to your strengths and learn everything you can. Nick takes his lifelong interest and insights into sports and betting to his own content. A better speaker than writer, Nick concentrates on content that is audio and video, funneling any income from podcasting into building his studio and improving. Trust the process. Nick is a great example of how when you put in the work and stay focused on what you want to do, you'll eventually find opportunities. Nick and I also discussed the freedom, right? Freedom is something all entrepreneurs want, right? When some people who are successful have a lot of what they want, but the one thing they don't have is freedom. And this is a very important thing to think about. You got to enjoy the journey. Keep focused on the life you want rather than possessions, success, fame, fortune, and prestige because those can sometimes limit your freedom. Follow up and be helpful. This is one thing I really love about Nick. He follows up, does what he says, and is super, super helpful. Being helpful and keeping your word is one of the most important things you can do as an entrepreneur. So that's it. That's what I learned from Nick. You can see why he's such a great guy. So please go listen in to Veterans Minimum. And thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learned something that can make you a little bit better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list by visiting theentrepreneurethos.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur, and frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA, and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about on this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.